This is the Root Student Ministry Podcast, where our mission is for middle school and high school students to establish strong roots in their relationship with Jesus by connecting in the body of believers, growing in their knowledge and faith, and going to serve the community and the world. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at CSM Roots. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this message. Hey guys, my name is Tyler and I'm the next gen pastor here at Crossroads. I oversee you guys in Roots. So let me start by asking you a question. What comes to your mind when you hear about the word freedom? Maybe you think about feeling the feeling that you have on the last day, last day of school when you have total freedom. And maybe you picture the day when you'll finally get your driver's license and your mom will no longer be your Uber driver. Or maybe you think about countries or groups of people who are no longer under oppression. They have freedom. So no matter what comes to mind when you hear the word freedom, two things are true. Number one, freedom is good. And number two, Freedom is something that we all really want. So think about it. We all want to be able to make our own decisions. We want to be able to set our own curfew. We want to not have someone to tell us what to do eight hours a day. We want to not have a coach making us show up at the gym twice a day. We want to call our own shots, do our own thing, and live the life that we want. And that is what we would call total freedom. And let's be honest, most of us think that total freedom would be just absolutely amazing. And for some people, God, church, and the Bible seem like the total opposite of freedom. In fact, that's why some of you may have a hard time with this word freedom when we, when we talk about it in church. And I totally get it. And it's easy to think that Christianity is all about the rules and doing everything that you're supposed to do. But you see, as someone who grew up in church, my understanding of Christianity started with like the Ten Commandments. It was a whole lot of things I wasn't supposed to do, and it definitely didn't feel like freedom. And over time, it influenced the way that I viewed God. I saw God as a referee at a basketball game, keeping track of all of my fouls. God became all about thou shalts and thou shalt nots. Thou shalt not drink alcohol. Thou shalt not have sex. Thou shalt not cheat on any school assignment. Thou shalt not say any curse word. Thou shalt pray and read your Bible. Thou shalt go to church and invite your friends. Thou shalt talk to God about, or talk about God in life groups. And the problem with feeling like God is all about the rules is that it seems like the opposite of what we really want. We want freedom, but it feels like God is out to control us and take our freedom away. Plus, we already have parents, teachers, and coaches who seem like they're trying to control us and tell us what to do, so then we're supposed to go to church and hear about more stuff that we can't do? But here's a question about a question that has always bothered me. If God made us and if freedom is something we all want, doesn't that mean that God put that desire inside of us? Didn't God literally wire us for freedom? So why do we sometimes feel the opposite when it comes to God and church? And I'm glad that you guys are here today, my friends, because for the next few weeks, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. 
we are going to start by looking at a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to a group of people in Galatia. And if you've never heard of Paul, here's a short biography on him. He was a Christian-killing Jewish leader. Yes, you heard that right. He literally was on a mission to kill Christians and stop Christianity from spreading. But then one day, Paul had an encounter with the resurrected Jesus, and that meeting with Jesus changed the course of Paul's life forever. And he became a leader in the early church and abandoned his old way of life. And in fact, he dedicated his life to telling others about, about how he discovered Jesus and who he discovered Jesus to be. And since he didn't have access to social media, Paul had to do like the old-fashioned type of stuff. He wrote letters. And he started, started out one letter saying this in Galatians 1, verse 1 and 2. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead and all the brothers and sisters with me to the churches in Galatia. So side note here, it's important to remember when you are looking at different letters from the New Testament that these were real groups of people getting real mail from a real guy. And that means what Paul wrote was specific to people living in Galatia and he was addressing real concerns that they had. So when we read letters from the New Testament, it's really like we are reading someone else's mail. It wasn't addressed to us, but it can benefit us. So what was going on here that Paul felt the need to write about? And you could say that there was some tension that was happening. And one of those tensions was about the rules, like the Jewish laws to be specific. See, the law was basically the rules that God had given the Jewish people to follow, to, to make them stand out from the other groups of people who lived around them. And the problem was these rules had started to become so important to the Jewish people that they actually started using them to keep more and more people excluded from their community and left and, and and they left no chance for people outside of the community to join in. And that was never God's intention. So Jesus comes along and what does he say? That God's desire is for everyone to belong to God's family. And if the rules were being used to keep people out or to determine who was most in with God, then the rules were being used the wrong way. And this obviously led to some questions. So what do we do with the rules that we had from before? Do we just throw them all out? And it's not like these were little instructions that didn't matter. These were rules about relationships, food to eat and, and not eat, holidays to observe and things to wear, places to go or to not go. These were rules that affected every area of life. And these were rules people had that, that they've, they've been following for thousands of years. And to all of a sudden just stop following these rules and these laws was going to be a big deal. And as you can probably imagine, people had some strong opinions. And that is why Paul sent his letter to the Galatians. And Paul goes on to say in Galatians 5.1, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Okay, so maybe that's not as clear as you want it to be. And it probably wasn't that clear to the Galatian people either. But let me translate. Paul was basically saying, hey, Jesus did what he did so that you could have what you really want, which is freedom. Don't act like you're not free. You are free. And freedom means that you don't have to do anything to be in with God. It was all about what Jesus did for us while he lived here on this earth. 
not about the rules and the laws. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, he made a way for us to be in with God without having to earn it. He did the work so that we could be free. So to a lot of people, this was a totally new idea. To be told that they were in with God, but not because of anything that they have done, it sounded too good to be true. But Paul, who had, he had had an encounter with the resurrected Jesus, said this is what Jesus came for. That faith is about freedom. So when it comes to being good with God because of what Jesus did, you and I are free to just relax. We don't need to work for any kind of approval or acceptance. We don't need to worry about the days where we don't get it right and wonder if that jeopardizes our standing with God and if, oh, am I really going to go to heaven because I sinned? We have been set free. And there is a freedom that we really want and that God wants for us too. And we don't actually despise the rules. We don't want other people to cheat us and steal from us. We all want the protection that comes from having healthy rules in place for us. So think about it. Not following the rules actually leads to less freedom. So when you cheat on a test at school, it comes with some very real consequences. If you get caught, the punishment is out of your control. Or, or maybe you, you get the good grade, but you know that you weren't in the one who actually did the work. And your conscience and everything that you're thinking of definitely doesn't, it doesn't feel free from the guilt. So making a choice like this may lead to less trust in your relationships with others. A lack of trust doesn't lead to more freedom. It leads to you feeling like you have less control. And God wants incredible things for our lives. God loves us. He accepts us and wants to see us thrive. And because God is a loving father who wants great things for us, God has some things for us to do and some things for us not to do. And these things have nothing to do with our standing with God. We're completely loved regardless. But we have the opportunity to partner with God to move us away from the things that have the potential to hurt us, hurt others, or lead to regret. So at this same time, we have the opportunity to partner with God to move us towards bigger, better lives with more freedom. And you can call them rules if you want, but I see it as, as experiencing a reality that's better because of the choices that you make. So if you've spent your whole life thinking things like, oh, being close to God is about following the rules, or not obeying the rules equals being, not being close to God, or if you mess up, you can count yourself out. And I challenge you today to choose to believe some different things. Things like we partner with God to move towards a better life. There are great choices that we can make and those choices will actually lead us to more freedom. We get tempted to believe that freedom is found somewhere that it's not. Like the rules aren't just about telling us what not to do. They're actually about showing us the best and most free way to live. They aren't meant to, to make you do certain things to be in with God. They're meant to guide you towards following Jesus' example of what it means to live truly free from the things like guilt and shame. He also says there, there are things God wants you to do because it's better for you. Not because God wants to control you, 
But when we obey and we actually take what God says seriously, we discover that living by what God says leads to a more joyful, peaceful, and full life. And so when we choose to obey what God says is best, we experience less regret and less of the painful consequences that come with poor decisions. So then we see that God really is good, not to control us. God wants what is best for us and proves it when the rules guide us away from things that result in less freedom. The rules aren't there as a punishment, a measurement to see how close you are to God or a way to control you. They're there as a guide from a loving God. Another way to think about freedom is is by paying attention to to these things right here, these little uh, street signs. Now, honestly, we, aren't we all just tempted, if you're uh, driving, if you have a, a driver's license, aren't we all tempted to treat these signs more as like a suggestion than something that's actually rules sometimes? Well, one time I did that and I learned a lot more about the purpose of a sign like this because I had to pay a lot of money after getting a speeding ticket, but let's not, that's not why we're here to talk about, okay? Uh, Anyways, one of the notable facts that I have learned over the years is that these signs, which indicate the rules that we have to follow as drivers, are actually intended to keep us safe. Speed limits, they aren't just put in place to to keep us from having fun. Or what about these? Stop signs. Stop signs aren't just suggestions for us to just slow down but just keep blazing through or what about these yield signs yield signs aren't there just to tell us oh just punch the gas just go for it the placement of these signs is strategically thought through by traffic engineers and yes that is a real job traffic engineers are brilliant people who put together the puzzle of how to help cars travel from one point to a point another point safely each and every day The signs and their placement are strategically engineered to keep everyone on the road as safe as possible. Meaning that if you and I actually follow the rules put in place by people who are paid to think through these, these things, we would be far safer than we are by ignoring them or not taking them seriously. The rules of the road are literally put in place to keep us safe. Or to say it another way, the rules of the road are intended when actually followed, to help keep us free of potentially dangerous consequences. And they keep us free from things like, like points on our driver's license or, or even our, our insurance. And more than that, they are really there to help us have the best driving experience possible. You see, in, in so many ways, the rules lead to freedom. And when we see rules the way that God intended, they are there to lead you to a life with more freedom because they come from a God who wants what is best for you. So think about it. Rules like loving all people or don't take advantage of people lead to a life of more relational freedom and less relational tension. And rules like putting God first lead to a life of healthy priorities instead of a life controlled by things like money, fame, popularity, any things here that, oh, these are what I really want. But when we put God first, that these things and these, a wad of cash doesn't control us. Rules like don't steal lead to a life with more integrity and less distrust. God is good. 
God's love for us never changes. And so when Jesus was on earth, he showed us that God is love. So we can be sure that faith is about freedom. And as we, we become more confident in, the, in who God is and not just what God wants us to do and not do, we learn that the goal is for us to experience more of God's love. So imagine what would happen if we stopped wondering if, if we were in or out with God and imagine if instead we could partner with God as sons and daughters to live in a more, of, more freedom of, that God has for us. Wouldn't that be more relaxing and joyful, a joyful way to live? And we have a view of freedom, but God has an even better view of it. Faith is about freedom. And as we learn to trust in God's love for us, we begin to discover this new and better type of freedom. So let me pray for you all. Father, I just thank you so much for your goodness to us that you give us this freedom. And so God, I pray that we don't abuse the, freedom, the, abuse the freedom that we have, but we trust you in it and we become stronger and better followers of you because we live in the freedom that you give us. So as we continue to talk about it today, I just pray that you utilize this time to help us understand what your freedom looks like. We love you, Jesus. I pray this in your name. Amen.